Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. We're on episode number 33, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. I realized that I didn't say that the last episode, and that was uh, just straight up rude. So I hope you all had a good holiday, and you ate good food. Uh, I had some amazing veggie lasagna, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome. This this was the first year that I really kind of let loose. Where I was like, you know what? I don't care how much I eat. I'm going to have giant slices of vegan apple pie, and that is just what's going to happen. And it did, and I don't feel terrible about it because, um, you know, that's just what you do during the holidays. So anyways few items of business out of the way, and then we'll start to dig into the show. Propertyofzack.com. I know those of you who've listened to a few episodes realize that I am beating you over the head with this, but there's good reason for it. Um, now you're going to be starting to see some year-end lists. So, uh, you know, best of 2012 records, all that type of stuff. Um, so go to that site. They've got news, they've got interviews, they've got reviews, and they will have the top 10, 20, 30, a bunch of different lists from a bunch of different people. Um, so that way you're, you can catch up on stuff you may have missed or discover things that you never even heard of in the first place. So yeah, go to Property of Zach. Love those dudes. Love Zach. Awesome. Review the show on iTunes. Uh, we are getting near the over 100 review mark or star mark, whatever. Uh, in the iTunes store, and that's awesome. I love the fact that you guys are very, very nice and decide to review the show. So, um, yeah, do that. Also, visit the website, 100wordspodcast.com. Taking a little break from that, but now I'm going to dig back into it and you know, post the latest and greatest that I find online and music and movies and whatever. And also, I've been having some cool conversations with people uh, that have emailed the show. Because uh, I really do appreciate anybody reaching out and saying, hey, this is cool. How about you get this guest? Or, hey, I just wanted to say hello. Uh, Talking to a dude in Sweden who was basically saying, hey, I really like the show because it keeps me awake when I'm doing the last hour of my shift at night. Um, So, yeah, it's just nice to have that sort of interaction with, you know, a dude in Sweden who I had never met before. And now we're bros. Um, so yeah, email the show and we can hang out and talk online and I'll probably ask you, uh, questions about the show and blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, a few other news and notes before we dive into this week's interview with Billy Hamilton from Silverstein. Uh, I want to say congrats to my friend, John Halperin went to his wedding recently. Uh, he was the, I think the second episode of 100 words or less. Um, so it was awesome. He had a great wedding, tons of people. Um, it was basically a, so he booked, he used to book at that venue chain reaction that, uh, a few people have mentioned on this show. Um, and it's, you know, pretty well-known venue here in Southern California. And so basically his wedding was a version of that. So you had people who had played in ska bands, you had people played in hardcore bands, you had people who had played in punk bands. And it was just really funny because you just saw all these different people. Uh, thrown into the same room for pretty much the same reasons, playing shows. And uh, I always like having those experiences. Um, And so I I also, over the past week, there's been a lot on my mind in regards to just kind of the show in general, because there are um, 
some other shows that are popping up or I've just discovered um, that kind of do what this show does and is trying to, um, you know, accomplish. But uh, because of that, obviously, you feel like, oh, cool. Well, now my format, not like this format's unique, and I've obviously told everybody that I'm basically ripping off what Mark Marin has done um, with the comedy world, but now I'm trying to apply it to the music slash other world um, and not obviously get into the too much of the entertainment industry uh, because that's kind of what the Nerdist podcast does and whatever. So, you know, the Internet's all about niches. And um, so, yeah, I just feel like I wanted to sort of, you know, put put forth a thesis statement. So that way, you know, everybody knows kind of why why I do this in the first place um, besides my own pure enjoyment. Because essentially, that's why I, I wanted to do this, because it's really fun for me to not only get to have these experiences with cool people who I respect or I'm a fan of their music or a fan of what they do, um, but then to be able to share it with you as well, because I feel like there's obviously lessons to be learned from pretty much everybody that has experienced something, uh, you know, building something from nothing, whether that's putting out a record, whether that's starting a clothing company, whether that's creating a piece of art, whatever the case may be. Um, I just think that there's something to be learned from each person's experience. Um, and I really don't want this show to kind of be like sort of old guy walking down memory lane. Because um, even though, I mean, I'm 32 years old, and that's not really old, but by definition of punk, hardcore, independent music, whatever you'd like to call it, um, that is old. Um, basically, you know, it's it's a youth culture movement. And, uh, you know, a lot of people move on, you know, in their early 20s, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't go to shows anymore. You know, life gets in the way. Like, I totally get that. Um, but I don't want that to be like, oh, the good old days and... Um, you know, it always strikes me about that movie. I'm sure some of you have seen American Hardcore where, um, you, it's a great movie, but at the end of it, you're left with the impression that, well, basically 1984 is when the, that music scene died and everything else that came afterwards was, wasn't as relevant. Um, and I, I hate that, that sort of, you know, mentality where, Whatever's happening right now isn't as good as, as what happened two years, four years, ten years, whatever time frame you want to put on it. Because um, I, I, I refuse to believe that. It's just different versions of what has happened before. Obviously, everybody is copying one another at this point, but they're trying to put or their own interpretation of it. Um, obviously, you know, when bands and artists start, all they're doing is mimicking what has influenced them and they're wearing their hearts and their sleeves and only after some time of being able to suck at the beginning because everybody sucks at the beginning like that's a reality if you think you're going to be awesome when you first come out with whatever it is that you're doing um you know you're delusional or young like that's just that's what happens um and only after time are you able to kind of develop your voice and be able to find out what it, what your point of view is and what you're trying to get across. And obviously that sort of evolves. Um, and so, yeah, I don't want this show to be, you know, oh, back in the day, that was really cool. And then obviously only speak to people that are of my age or, you know, maybe a few years younger. It's like, that's why I wanted to bring on people like, you know, Jamie Morgan from Code Orange Kids. And he was, you know, I mean, I'm like almost 12 years older than that guy, um, if not if not more. And so just having people that are obviously young relevant, still touring, doing all that type of stuff. Um, you know, I, I really want to make sure that that is represented as well. Um, 
And also, I mean, just for my own sort of self-preservation, I want to stay relevant and not from a selfish standpoint, but um, I just want to be active because this, this, this is what I've made my life around music and everything related to independent music. Um, and so I feel like the more I get involved with various aspects of it, the more relevant I can be. And therefore I feel fulfilled and I don't feel like a person who's on the outskirts and are like, Oh yeah, that dude used to do stuff or whatever. Um, because as much as you can kind of rest on your laurels, um, I realize that, you know, the bands I've played in are irrelevant to a lot of people now. And I totally get that. Um, and they are relevant to a certain age group and people that have discovered this music later on. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, like the heyday, like, man, that was my, you know, that's this sort of like the high school football game where I threw seven touchdowns. I want people to know me from different aspects. And so that's another reason why I wanted to do the show and kind of, you know, showcase all these people, people's experiences for you. Um, and ultimately the last thing, and I promise we'll get to the interview is I want you, the listener to feel like you're hanging out with us as in myself and the, the person I'm interviewing. Um, there are so many podcasts I listen to where someone says something, I'm driving in my car and I'm like, Oh, I wish I could say something. Or you, I actually do respond to a question or be like, Oh, that's bullshit or whatever. Um, I want you to have those responses as well. Um, I want you to feel like, oh, Ray, that's so stupid you said that. You should have asked this question. Um, or, oh, I totally agree with you. I want you to have those sort of reactions because, uh, you know, that way it sort of, it makes us weirdly connected. Um, and for the people who obviously take the next step and, you know, email the show or, you know, tweet at us or whatever, um, that just brings us that much closer. And obviously with how fractured our world is at this point, it's nice to have those connections. So anyways, enough of me. I apologize. Like I said, there's been a lot in my mind and I wanted to make sure that everybody was crystal clear on the way that, um, you know, like I said, the thesis statement of the show. Um, Billy Hamilton from Silverstein. Um, great dude. Known him for a very long time. And I was excited because he actually hit me up when he was coming out here for a wedding and said, I would love to be on the show because there's a lot of sort of transitions happening in my life that I feel like I want to talk about and, you know, sort of put out there to the world. And uh, I was really excited about it just because uh, not only, like I said, Billy is a great person, um, but he's uh, very intelligent about, you know, the way he approaches his life and his experiences. And um, yeah, I was just excited to kind of all sort it out through him and with him. So uh, yeah, here's the show. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you afterwards. Right. And being right. Being able to keep that going. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like to be able to sustain the sort of like, because there's, the, I mean, no matter what stage you're in within a band, your life, whatever, it's all about finding that place and then trying to make that last as long as you possibly can. And then once you find out, or once you maybe have the wisdom to recognize that, like if it isn't sustaining, to be mm -hmm. able to either find how to transition out of that or find how to, you know, adjust your expectations. Absolutely. That's <laughs> and to exactly be able, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to be like, okay, like, 
this is not where I expected to be at in my life, good or bad. But now I'm having to, you know, move the sliding scale up and down to be like, okay, like this is where I expected to be at 30. Cause I don't know, whatever people use those age mm-hmm. mile markers. And it's like, Oh, that's interesting. Like I'm not there, but I'm, but I'm happy. Like I'm not bummed like yeah, with the decisions yeah. I've made or if I am. And I'm not here as well. Like I'm not right. at the other end of that where you look at other people your age or, you know, yeah, that haven't had the experiences. That's a big thing too. Um, I know that, uh, with all the like reunions and stuff, that yeah. whole bit with like nostalgia, and yep. you say that like you try to find a place and keep that going. Mm-hmm. That's like almost like it's almost backwards because mm-hmm. I think about like what would have happened if like if my band broke up after our biggest record, right? Like would like would we be coming back now and having people or in five years from now and having people like offer us more money to play shows because right we, we went away. But then what have I done in those last like six years that I would have yeah. missed out on, you know? Totally. There's totally. a bunch of bands that just did a reunion in, in our hometown. Uh, that was like for like, our life's sake and stuff. It was like, like for our life's sake, I ended up playing the one show, but the big show was like Grade and oh, um, yeah, that's right, right. Grade and Monine and the Full Blast. Yep. And uh, and I mean, like those are like my best friends and like my biggest, my biggest uh, like influences, influences right, right, right. and peers and like the bands that we came up playing with mm-hmm. and... Uh, I mean, like the show was amazing, and right. everyone in the in the province was talking about it for yeah. a few months. And like those those people, like don't give a shit about my band anymore, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. But do, like, would I would I want to be there? Like, right. I went to the show and it was amazing, and I loved being a part of that, right? Because that's like, but would you? I was, tra- yeah, would, would I trade trade right, right. what I've been through to have that like <clears throat> nostalgic? Mm-hmm you know, success. Right. To have that sort of moment. Cause, and a lot of it too, like, cause you look at bands like that who <clears throat> were honestly like forcefully had to transition out of their musical careers because it didn't sustain it from a financial sure, standpoint sure. where it's like, you know, like, I mean, Monine was obviously sort of the, the, you know, whatever the tail end before stuff was able to be, you know, successful to where, yeah, you can make a, a living besides just living off of tour. Right. You know, where it's right. like, oh yeah, I was able to come home and like, you know, actually like be able to pay the rent for the past three months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, great, like there, you know, there's no fucking way. Yeah, right. They just, they just had no, it was like, well, I mean, there's kind of money in this, but yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's interesting to be able to be like, oh, well, should I have, what I wanted to trade those positions? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, usually I like to start off with like either my own personal experience with you and just kind of like the memories that I have attached to it. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, the from the first moment that I met you, it was one of those things where, <clears throat> even though I had no, the only relationship I had with you was your, the, you know, honestly, Silver Seed's first record, which um, I, I had no context for. So it's like right. you literally were just a band on Victory that sang and screamed. Like sure. that was that was to the extent of it. I really and we were shoved down your throat. I'm sure. Everybody, right. Oh, like, for sure. That that point of Victory was like the samplers and the ads <laughs> yeah, and the totally. street team and everything was. Totally yeah, was, was out there. Was inundated, and so yeah. I, I honestly I didn't have an opinion one way or the other in regards to like if I thought you were you know terrible. What I was just I, honestly I was indifferent. It was just like oh Silverstein, like there's this band it exists. But then obviously I remember meeting you at Chain Reaction, the Strike Anywhere show, um, and you just you know, you just came up to me and just like threw it all out there. Yeah. And it was having that sort of like uh, you know honesty or ability to put yourself out there. Like 
it's that's scary like I, I mean i don't care like i mean you know i don't care who you are or what level of work you respect a person for or even just want to go up to somebody and say hi yeah. like even though we are in the scene and it's like okay sure. to do that like i just you left an impression on me where i was just like like that's fucking cool and sort of to be like i said to be able to put out like yo i liked your band like we all like went to your shows and like kind of put it all in context yeah, for yeah. me and i didn't you know i didn't feel weird about it, it wasn't like who the fuck is this kid but yeah, i was right. like Oh, like, I, I mean, from that point on where it was like, obviously once taken didn't exist anymore. And then seeing the fact that it was like, okay, there's little strings that, you know, there's little experiences that we have left in these places that we played and it, you know, sort of pulled on certain yeah, people. Yeah. And it was just, it, it kind of really made me think like, oh, wow, like it did, you know, this band did impact people in a positive way. And, you know, we never, we're, we're, we're big, like, sure, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so... But like I said, it just really impressed upon me, like you putting yourself out there. And ever since then, like anybody that I've run across that's been like, oh yeah, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Verstein, like, you know, Bill from Silverstein, mm-hmm. whatever. It was always like, it, 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 a lot of people have the same experience with you where it's like, you, you do, you do just like go up to people like, yo, like you're that person, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we were just talking about in the car and it's like it, that like did you i don't know like you just have no fear I think for that, that like I, well i think that 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 uh that kind of ties in with my my origin story right right right, right, right. Uh, which we're gonna tap into right i mean um i think like i was always just a really excited kid <laughs> right like, right i just i and i i think i was a punisher like i i was you know like <laughs> i was that kid yeah, yeah that went to shows that was like in the front row and I was like wearing the t-shirt and mm-hmm. I was like taking photos Yeah, yeah. and then I wanted to, like, I wanted to be everyone's friend. Like sure. that's something that I think like throughout my childhood, like I've, I always was, I, I always was just trying to, to fit in or to be, to uh-huh. be a part of something. Right. And that's like something that like within the scene I found, like, I was like, wow, like this is somewhere like that. I'm, I finally, I'm finally in. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And and I think that's like largely a part of um, why I was in Silverstein. I mean, the like the the guys will tell you the same that like we like the band started and I went and saw them play a couple times. I knew um, Josh really well. He was playing in a ska band that I uh, I hung out with him a few times uh-huh. through that. And then same thing with that though. It was like I was the I was like the only one at the show that like seemed. Seemed to be having fun. Right, So right. then he came up to me after the show and was like, hey, man, like, thanks a lot. Like, here's a copy of our demo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, sh- like, Shane played in a punk band. Uh, same thing. That, like, they, they all just kind of knew me as, like, that guy. Right. Um, overly enthusiastic. Overly dude enthusiastic due to the show. Exactly. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, like... That's I'm sure once we met at Chain Reaction, yeah. uh, in that context, like you remembered me as being that guy at the Taken show, you know? Yeah, of course. In the front row, taking the photos, like right. singing along every word. And like by no means was I like a talented musician mm. and like like Silverstein had uh like Bry from a Wilhelm Scream right. playing bass before me and mm-hmm. he's like the best bass player right. in the world. <laughs> he is very he is like, proficient. He is right. the and like Shane had been playing music with him for twenty years or something, right. and uh, and he was just in like five bands at the time. Yeah, and uh, so Silverstein was like, "Oh, we're looking for a bass player," and I was like, "I like this band. Yeah, this is great. Sure, um, I I got a bass. Like right. I can play. You know." Uh, and then like the fact of the matter was is that I like I couldn't, and uh, right. they taught me the songs, and um, our like. 
our first few shows were like, I was like either super nervous or like super em- embarrassing. Like, right, right. I remember my first show ever. I like, uh, I think I told told you this on the last podcast. I like mm. knocked into the crowd and like knocked over my friend who had a broken leg. Right, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. So, yeah, but yeah. you were, you were just obviously so so to be so there, right? excited. Yeah. So and that and I think that like lived on. I think even through like the first few years that we were touring. Yeah. And. Um, I think like I mean something else that we can we can touch upon. Uh, mm. I think that like got like got me and got our band some flack like for a while like after we'd been successful mm. that like like I was always just the guy that was like coming to shows and like people would be like how's it going man and I'd be like man it's so good like we just went on tour and like we just played the show and we just like right. yeah went to Europe and yeah, and yeah. like everyone thought that I was like like bragging yeah when I was just like an excited guy that was like. Yeah, you know? well, listen, it's that's funny that you say it because yeah, I mean, I think that there's always like, I don't know, I mean, pe- people that make like cast judgments like that, I think they they honestly just didn't know you, like yeah. they didn't know, you know, it's like these are maybe people you see like for 15 minutes at a show, right? And it's right. like you know, getting to know a person at a show that's like that's extremely difficult, <laughs> right? And it's like unless you're actually spending some you know decent time away from that venue with that person, so it's like, but I could easily see the other side where people are just like. Dude, that dude's fucking annoying. Like yeah, he's, you right. know, you're 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 overly enthusiastically annoying. Like right. because you're you're talking about all these smells. You're like, this is fun. This is cool stuff. But a part of it too is, uh, like I like like I said, like I like mm-hmm. wanted, I wanted to be cool. Like right. I wanted these people to like be my friends. Sure. And so sure. I wanted to impress them. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, and I, I I know that there like came a time where like we we come back from touring for so long and like everyone in our town, all of our friends' bands were just, like, like, talking shit on us because, like, you know, and, and I, I, like, had heard specific stories where, like, someone's like, man, like, I, like, talked to that guy and, like, all he did was, like, go on about how sweet his tour was or something. It's right, like, right. That's because I'm, like, you know, like, yeah, want to yeah. be excited about it. And it wasn't from, a, yeah, it wasn't right. from, like, a selfish, you know, braggadocio. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I was super young. Like, I started touring when I was, uh, like, like, we were, uh, we signed a victory and went on our first tour. Like, I was, had just turned 18. Right. So, That's, I was, like, 16 when yeah. I first started playing shows. Um, so, I mean, I was very young going right. into that. And um, I think anybody that can reflect on that time, like, being in a band and like, you know, being in a band from there, being in a touring band from the ages of like, you know, 16 to 22, you do a lot of learning, but I mean, you're immature. You have yeah, no yeah. idea who you are yeah, like exactly. at all. And like yeah. you're, you're literally growing up in, you know, in the presence of obviously your band, but then in the context of all the bands that you tour with sure. and it's like, yeah, they may be around the same age, but people are developing at different times. Exactly, and yeah. yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I just was having a conversation over the weekend where it was like, the idea of what your intentions are maybe internally, but versus maybe how it's expressed, then that's when, that's when shit goes wrong where right. people are like, Oh, like, Oh yeah. Bill, like, Bill's just bragging. Like that's yeah. all, but you're, you're just like, no, but I, I'm like, this is what I experienced. This was cool. I want you like me. And like, I think that's the best place to start. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so were you always like born and raised in yeah, sort of Southern yeah, Ontario I was, area? I was, uh, I was born in Burlington okay. um, and lived there um, pretty much for 20 years. Okay. Um, yeah. Like uh, was, was definitely like Burlington is like, it's a, like a suburban bubble. 
yeah. as I kind of uh, like to look back now. Right. Um, and I mean, I was like born into uh, a very like big house. Um, my mom didn't work. My dad, um, you know, made all the money. And what did your that, what did your dad do? He uh, he did like construction and oh, okay. um, car- and he he like had a carpet business for a long time. Um, Got it. And so I didn't really have a relationship with my dad for. Um, when I was a kid, just because he was always so busy with work, he was never around. Right. My mom was uh, was you know raising raising us, and uh, my dad was like you know paying the bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my parents got divorced um, when I was between kind of seven and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they That's when, like the went process, back. Yeah, yeah, went back and forth. It like started off. I went and I spent a year living up north in Collingwood, which is like uh, two hours north of Toronto, uh, okay. with my grandparents. Um, oh wow! So like, did yeah. you, you have a you have a younger brother? Or? I have an older brother. Older, and older brother, sister. Right. I'm the youngest. In the okay. Family, so, um, and there was just kind of a day where my parents got into a fight, and like the police came, and we just had to kind of like grab our shit and leave. Oh, jeez. And um, uh, then we stayed up there for like nine or ten months, and mm-hmm. then uh, came back, and then like my my for the next couple of years, my like mom and dad were like. My dad would be, we'd be staying in the house, but my dad would kind of come and go. Right. And then they, they, um, split and, um, my dad kind of like disappeared for a while and, uh, mm-hmm. his like company went under and, um, uh, we kind of had to start, sc- start from scratch. Wow. Yeah. Um, like as a, so you were basically, you were living with your mom, your dad would occasionally pop in. Yeah. Right. So essentially you like you and your mom and the, like it was both your brother and sister yeah, as well. Right. You guys were all essentially kind of starting over as a unit. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have like. Did you have any comprehension? Because I mean, I'm, my parents were divorced when I was like mm. four. Like, so how how was that? Like, did you have a comprehension because like your older siblings were kind of like, "Yo, this is what's happening." And kind of, like, yeah. I think I knew what was happening, and mm-hmm. I I had such an obscured uh, relationship with my dad, anyways, mm-hmm. that it that it was it didn't it didn't really like it didn't not make sense. Like it, it right? Was, I my mom had raised me and. I kind of knew that my dad wasn't there. And then when he was gone, it was like no real difference. And, and like, like I was a, I was like an awkward kid because of it, because like I wasn't playing sports. I didn't have like my dad. Yeah. Like I I was like kind of like the kid without a dad, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was, that was like weird for me. And that was hard for me uh, making friends that like put a big like target on me for like being picked on. Right. Um, And like I said, I was always kind of just trying to find like a, like a group to fit into and I didn't. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like an awkward chubby kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always really enthusiastic, really excited, like really emotional. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like, um, my parents, you know, got divorced around like eight or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a brother who's three years older than me, mm-hmm. you know, he starts getting into high school. Um, you know, and we were always into, um, like we, we we got really into like Nirvana mm-hmm. and stuff in like the early nineties, um, Smashing Pumpkins, like all that kind of grunge boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was all like stuff that was on the radio, so it was accessible. But right. then once he got into high school, he like really got into um, you know like No Effects and Operation Ivy, uh-huh. um, and so he he was kind of the. He discovered this stuff and it started to like obviously filter down to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I used to like sneak into his room and like tape his tape his tapes and you know. That's listen awesome. To and, and like the one thing that I did do um, was like I, I would like ride bikes with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but none of my friends went to my school. So it was like all oh. all the friends that I had. I didn't have friends at school. I had friends like that I would hang out with on the weekends. Did you go, like? Did them. you go like to? Uh, I mean, you obviously well, went to I, a different school. I went to a couple different schools. Was the thing too because we had moved around because of the divorce. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had some friends, and then I had to leave. I went up to my grandparents, and then I came back, and they, you know, I was you got, yeah, you got them. yanked out. I got of yanked you, right? out a few times. I got like put into a different school because it was the school my brother was in, oh. uh, and my mom like could only afford to take us to one school. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. So I was kind of in and out of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, around the time that I was, my brother was going to high school, I was probably in like grade, you know, seven, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of started kind of tugging on his coattails and following him around. Yeah. He hated that. I and, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I had, well, especially like a three year difference. Like right, it's right. like, there's really weird. There has to be some dividing line where it's like, I feel that, like, you know, if there's, like, maybe a year, year and a half between you and your sibling, like, yeah. you kind of feel like you're a part of the same thing. Right. But then if it's, like, that two to three years, that's when it's, like, dude, you're fucking annoying yeah, me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Get out of here. So, um, and there was there was this really great uh, program. We were actually talking about it as a band the other day that uh, uh-huh. um, was called Friday Night Live. And it was, like, the city would put on shows uh, oh, wow. in the summer uh-huh. every Friday night that was, like, at some kind of outdoor, like, heavily heavily supervised community park or community center or something, and Uh local bands would play. And I kind of got tapped into, like, the local scene from that element. And Mm -hmm. then I knew that my brother was, like, going to shows. There's this place called the Yellow Sub, Mm -hmm. Yellow Submarine. Okay. And um, that he was going to shows at the Yellow Sub, and I went to see his band play, and I was kind of like, oh, this is, like, a whole new, like, rock club kind of place. And... uh, and that's where I got kind of tapped into the local scene, um, started like get, getting into bands like Grade and Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a bunch of the guys from Boys Night Out, they had a bunch of old bands, like um, Gym Class Joke was Connor's old band, okay. and they were like, I saw them really early on, like I was probably in grade eight, mm-hmm. saw them in grade play at like a record store, and this was just like my first into like hardcore, Right, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, and to, it, to local music. And that was where I saw, like, things, like, people didn't pick on me and they weren't judging me. And, they like, I just kind of fit into that. Uh-huh. And then I took to that and took that back to high school. And I was, like, going to different high schools where there wasn't as many people that were involved in that. Right. Um, one thing as well, I had moved into, like, the north side of town mm-hmm. um, and went to a Catholic school there. And oh, okay. Everyone there, like, came from rich families that, like, played sports. They were, like, super into partying. Um, We had, like, I was from the south side of town, so I didn't know anyone. And um, I didn't, like, go to Catholic school all my life. It was just, like, in this this one. Right. And I just was, like, just stuck at, like, a sore thumb to, like, how all these kids were raised. And, like, while I was, like, raised in that kind of privileged lifestyle, Mm -hmm. I had been removed from it for a few years at that point that I just, like, was nothing like these people. Right. And at that point in, like, the the music scene, I'd, like, got into, like, you know, I I was, you know, 13 or 14, and I'd been, like, oh, I guess, like, my my, my, the thing, too, my mom, like, did a really good job of keeping me out of trouble. Okay. Um, she like kept me in a lot of like, you know, clubs and programs. Well, like, cause it sounds like the, the way that you're describing yourself as a person, like you are, you are a, t- like a type, a typical case of a person that could easily fall into the wrong crowd. Right. Like, just because you were so eager to obviously find something yeah. you could latch onto. Yeah. 
that it, I mean, like I said, you'd just be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, here's marijuana. Boom. Heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Done. No, seriously. That's exactly. And, and that's like, I think I recognize that myself at such a young age. And then wow. I got in, I got into the punk scene. And mm-hmm. while my mom, I think my mom was even like, oh, like, you know, he's getting into this like punk crowd. Right. Like, right. We got to send him to Catholic school. So he has to wear a uniform. Oh, you know, that's, okay. that's like what it was as well. Yeah, I'm sure. And with, with the fact that your mom obviously had yourself and two other siblings, like, you know, she had her hands full. Like, what was she, she was working at the time then? Too? Yeah, and my, my mom did end up getting remarried um, okay. when I was like 13 or 14. So I had this like new guy coming into my life as well. And he was getting me into uh, my mom's, um, my stepdad now. He's, uh, uh-huh. he played like professional lacrosse for years. So oh, he started, okay. he was coaching lacrosse. So I started playing lacrosse, but I like, had never really played sports like that. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, if you don't develop those sort uh, yeah. of like, you know, play baseball at age seven. Like, right. Yeah, it's tough. So I was kind like... of getting into that. And then I knew I knew some kids from my lacrosse team that went to my school. But then uh-huh. once I got to school, they weren't my friends. Um, they could interact with you in this context. Yeah. But then once you crossed over, like, oh, no. Totally. So the, like, I had a really just like traumatic high school experience. But at the same time, too, through that, like, the, the like going to shows on weekends was like my escape. Right. And that is where I just fully like dove into here's all my like, energy yeah yeah right. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not putting anything i'm i'm not investing anything in high school right just because you were and it, i mean honestly with you getting picked on was it just like was it symptomatic of just like yo i'm i'm i'm, I'm a large kid and that's kind of what's happening i was like, a target for sure yeah and okay. the thing is that i probably all the people who picked on me i tried to be their friend at some point so, so it was like it was like that like sort of uh you know from a a victim abuse angle yeah, where it was yeah. like you know you you get you get beat up but then you're like but I still like you you're pretty cool like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I liked it. like what are you doing for lunch yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, and I could easily I mean you you definitely see kids like that in high school and like how they you know they can obviously go down a road where it's just like oh like you 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 lose yourself in that you right know? like whatever it is that you dive into you you lose yourself if it obviously is destructive but sure so well, my, my last year of high school I like ended up changing to a, a school that a lot of my friends went to and nice. having a, you know finishing off in a better experience getting more into kind of arts programs like um they had like a lot of photography classes I was into that kind of thing right um and I just I just you know paired that with uh going to shows uh right. taking photos I started making a zine um, oh, I was nice. playing in the band and that just, I think that just like built my, uh, personality in, within the scene as to like people that kind of knew me as like the, the village idiot started to like, be like, man, this, this kid's like really got some heart and he really cares. And he like really is a, like, is a part of this and want to be here. And like, yeah, like I was, I was contributing everything that I had to the scene. Yeah. Um, which that, I mean, that, that's cool. And that's, it's funny. Cause it's like, I never, I, honestly, I never knew like your mom was such an important part of your life as far as like, you know, the sort of central parent. Yeah. And it's like you, um, I mean, there are, there are a ton of similarities with like how you and I are in regards to just like, you know, how emotional, like, yeah, you know, like total heart in the sleeve. Like sure, you know, yeah, yeah. I will, I will cry at a drop of a hat. Right. Like if, if it is something that's obviously you well, know, that's, somewhat traumatic. I actually, uh, I cried like every every single time yeah until i was like about 17 and uh-huh. i haven't cried since interesting yeah was it and that that would like if you cried like you, that's like literally last I time cried. you can remember yeah like, i think you know what and i probably have cried since then but the right. last time that i really remember crying was when i asked my parents if i could take off two weeks of high school to go on my first tour and they said no oh. and i just started bawling and yeah, i just yeah. didn't stop and and like they were they you were, were just trying hysterics, to they right? were like trying to calm me down and I just wouldn't stop and they they like 
didn't understand how important it was to me that like I'm playing in a band and that we've been asked to like go to Halifax on tour. Right. And I, I just cried and cried and cried. And finally they like said I could go and I just didn't stop crying. <laughs> like I was just like, it took me like a week to calm down. <laughs> you had to like, yeah, you had to like wind yeah, yourself right. down. That's uh, funny. That's funny. And then I must just like somehow shut it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the breaking point where it's yeah. just like, I got it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And so the, uh, yeah, obviously, as you start, so like Silver Scene is technically your very first band. Yeah, I mean, I was I was in fifty bands uh, that never played shows that had websites and and had really bad names. And um, <laughs> uh, what what was the, what was the one that you before Silver Scene? What was the one that you were kind of most, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, like proud of in the sense of whether it was like what you were creating musically or like yo like. I'm, I mean, obviously, it seems like every band you were like, this yeah. is the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, like, wh- which one are you, are you most proud of that you would obviously reveal the band name and sort of what well, you said? Well, I, like? I mean, I could, I could give you like, you know, 40 awful band names and, and like ideas, but then right. those bands had like, you know, zero band practices. Oh, um, okay. I, I remember that I had a fake band for so long that wasn't like we, we had a website. We never had, we had members. We, everyone played instruments, but we never actually got together. Okay. And, uh, that band was called Fat Bill's Revenge. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And I was Fat Bill. And my Fat Bill was my name on, uh, on the like local message board. Oh, okay. Um, Fat Bill, yeah, and (laughs) and it's actually funny because like I said, like I kind of like developed a bit of a reputation as like, being a guy that people liked after like people kind of thought I was a bit of a clown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember one of the first like big, like if you think of like the, the local message board, like as like our personal, like B9 board. Right. Of course. Um, one of the first, uh, one of the first like major like drama issues on that. Some guys who ended up like, I still keep in touch with them these days. <laughs> right. Uh, they, someone was like, man, like as a joke, like just what's with that fat bill guy? Like he's such an idiot. Like he wears that like stupid messenger bag. Like, right, right, right. Uh, and then a bunch of like guys who were in like cool bands were like, Hey man, like I like that guy. Uh, so like you shouldn't pick on it, you know? And yeah. that just like caused, and then those guys band thought that like, the other guy's band wouldn't let them play shows anymore and like turned into a huge thing. It was like, you're either with Bill or you're yeah, against exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, man, like, I guess these, I guess I like finally made some yeah, friends. Yeah, I guess you know? I'm like, part, part of something, yeah, yeah. whatever that may mean. Yeah. That's like, that was my like kid from the Sandlot moment, you know? <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, that's a huge moment. Yeah, like, when you right. have, like, yeah, I, 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 that is interesting where it's like you, you feel. Like the first time a person's like says something either complimentary or like kind of like, yeah, like you said, does stand up for you. You kind of like, oh, that's – and when you're not used to – I mean I don't think anybody is used is used to compliments, you know. It's like people don't know how to take it or whatever. But then when it's like – when it's something genuine does happen, it's kind of like, oh, like that little light bulb goes off in your head. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's nice. Like yeah. I appreciate that. But I had uh, I had two bands that like only lasted like enough to play like a high school talent show. Okay. Um, one was a ska band called Ch- uh, Change of Pace. Okay. Not a Change of Not Pace. Not right. Because Change of Pace right, right. was yeah, a, a band that came later. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had I was one of two singers. It was me and a girl. Okay. Um, and we covered Real Big Fish at oh, the that's uh, huge. yeah at this this and, and played some originals. Okay. Um, and then we had another band called Day by Day okay. that are like the guys from that band are like still some of my best friends like That's that I've awesome. known for 15 years or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, we still like make jokes about having day by day like practice and reunion shows. And <laughs> we stuff, should, yeah, so. we should we should meet up and yeah, yeah right, toss right. toss around some of the old songs. So, but then yeah, like joining Silverstein was like very like I I was had no business being in a band. <laughs> right, right. And so the, you joined that like it was at your senior year that you um, or was yeah it? I, I guess I was in like um, uh, grade ten or eleven, so it would it would have been like my junior year. Your junior year, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the thing, too, is that um, a lot of the other guys had just either were just finishing high school or um, were actually already in college. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, Rich, who was our original guitar player, uh, had gone to school in Victoria. Okay. And um, I saw some of his, like, last shows. I mean, he he played, like, ten shows. And I saw some of his, like, last shows uh, before going to school. Right. And that was when I first like got really in the band. I like bought the demo and the t-shirt. Yeah. And then he went away to school and then he was coming back for Christmas and you know, they had lined up some shows to play while he was home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that was when like Bry was going to be on tour with the full blast or one of his other oh, bands. Got it. And, um, uh, they were like, Oh, we need a bass player for these shows. And so that's when I got put into the mix. That was one of those things where it just kind of happened too fast that like, right. it was, it was kind of like quicker to, um, teach me the songs and like get, like get through it rather than right. like trying to, you know, we they'd already put enough investment in like the two days that we had for me to learn the songs. Yeah, yeah. So um, did that, and then Rich went back to school, and then uh, he kind of called us up one day and was just like, "Yeah, guys, like I don't think I'm gonna come back." Like, right? That is, yeah. This is this is really tough to work out. And so you you were obviously once you were kind of bitten with this, like in high school, like you had no aspirations to really do anything besides like, this is what I want to do. I yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't really I want to be in a band like I was never that kid that was like I'm gonna be a musician when I grow up because like those kids usually take like lessons you know like I like I was just like I want I want like to do anything that involves me like yeah like going to shows and being involved with music like I just I really really took to music but I never Um, like I never considered it a viable option for me interesting and um once I started playing in the band I just thought that was the coolest thing ever and then, then we got asked to go on tour and then, like, next thing you know, I'm a professional musician and I'm, like, touring internationally, you know? Like, right, right, right. That it just all kind of happened and I was never really prepared for it and I never really had that expectation, I think, was the main thing. That's it. That, yeah, like, yeah. And, I mean, so many people talk about it, how it's, like, a different vibe these days and how new bands, like, have, you know, managers and gear endorsements and all this stuff before they, like, play a show. Right. Um, but I really, like, did not think I was going to play music like right you know yeah you yeah you weren't yeah that i i like how you put that where it's just right. like this wasn't something where it's like you know you saw a guitar when you were two years old and they're like that's my dream yeah like, that's right. where i want to end up right? everyone's the kids say i want to be a, a firefighter i want to be a baseball player yeah i was never saying oh i want to be a rock star right i right. did like jump around with hockey sticks pretending i was going to play guitar when i was a kid yeah, yeah but i didn't like once i got into the scene i like I always saw myself on on the side of like in, in the crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, I mean that's cool. I, I think honestly, like that. I mean, I think that plays well into what you know. Well, obviously, what we want to talk about in regards to um, you know, like you know, where you're at in your life and where you know. I, this is a conversation I was having actually just this past weekend with like people, like you know, with people in bands that are still existing that have existed for a while, and people that are in bands currently that you know are. They're whatever in, in a level of stasis where they're not really going like it's unclear what they're going to do next right. but just having these conversations of like okay as you're you know as you're you know when you start to play independent music and you start to develop an identity where it's like 
you are, you know, I, I was Ray for Ray from Take It. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you're Bill from Silverstein. Like you have these, you know, Bill Verstein. Bill Verstein, yes, <laughs> exactly. It has taken on its own form. <laughs> exactly, Dave. It's been mashed together. But it's like so. You have this identity, and it's formed, and it's obviously formed when everybody is trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. And it's like you have this easy thing to plug in yourself to, whether it's like you know it is a band, or whether it's like oh I'm straight edge, I'm vegan, whatever. Like when right. you apply these labels to yourself, and then once you have to start sort of adapting to those labels in regards to like okay, well this is you know I I will be known for something else after I'm done with this, like you know because obviously I, like you said you were never all right, I want to be in the Rolling Stones. Like, right. you knew there was an endpoint to this. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you've just because it was introduced to you at such an early age, you've never been able to, like, think beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, that's a huge thing for me. And the last, right. like, the last couple years and more so the last couple months have been, like, that, like, oh, shit, like, what, like, I got to be an adult now? You yeah, know? yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and that I've been living like a teenager since I was a teenager, <laughs> that now I'm 28 years old, and I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute. Like, yeah, yeah. This is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and this is, and, like, what, you know, when is this going to end, and what, what happens when, the, when this ends, and, right. like, like when, when is it supposed to end? And I think a lot of it, too, was, um, like, leading up to the like last few months, I guess, like even just mm-hmm. until the beginning of this year, I think it got to a point where it was almost like, like, am I supposed to know when this is going to be over? And like, am I supposed to be prepared for this? Am I, am I supposed to like, is, is, is the band just going to break up or like, am I supposed to like, am I supposed to say stop? Like who's supposed to say stop, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I just got really scared a couple of years ago and I was like, right. man, like I don't, really know how to do anything else Mm -hmm. and then I started to think about like well what do I what do I like to do and what do I want to do and like you know here's things that I've you know I used to run a zine and I like have done some like very minimal writing Mm -hmm. um on on blogs and stuff or you know I'm interested in music in so many different ways and I'm interested in like art in different ways Mm -hmm. but is that something I would make a career out of like would I want to like work at a magazine is that like even something that's going to exist in five years yeah yeah um so yeah, that's that's been like a big thing, and I mean, sure, there has I mean there has been things. Uh, I told you I started working in a bar, uh-huh. um, which is like I haven't had a job like since I was in high school, right? I've been right. Touring. And it's like you said, like making money, like I've been making decent money being in a band, but like when you come home for four months to make a record, mm-hmm. like like I've certainly been making money from like touring and like either the tour makes money or it doesn't, you know? Right. So when you come home for four months and like money's not coming in and I'm just like hanging out, yeah, like spending money every day. Right. Like not that like, not that that's like, like I'm I'm sure if I, if I had planned my year better, then I could like, I could sustain Sustain myself. Sure. Sure. But when I'm like coming home and not making money, like I'm like, man, like it would probably be good for me to get a job so I could like make some money while I'm at home yeah. and not be out every night. Like, because I'm bored otherwise, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm home and I don't really know, like I don't really have any thing to fit into, you know, I don't, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't like right. have a family that like, I come home and I fit into some sort of normal life. And like, yeah, like guys in the band were like getting married and buying houses and like yeah. settling in that sort of way. And I was kind of like, you know what? I don't really have anything to fit into. And like I was, I, I kind of was, uh, seeing someone for a few months, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And like that all kind of fell apart, mm-hmm. um, while I was on tour at the beginning of the year. Right. And 
that just was even more of an eye opener that like, man, I really got to grow up one of these days, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, well, I think a lot, I mean, I, I've equated this a lot in, in the podcast where it's like a lot of people don't understand that, like, you know, t- touring is a suspended state of animation. Yeah. Like you're put in this world that, you know, obviously you're, you're existing in all these different cities for, you know, a very short period of time. And it's like, their life clearly goes on without you. Like, you know, when I say, yeah. well, like when you're back, like yeah, home, yeah. whatever home is like life will go on and continue if you're not there. Right. Um, and so it's really hard to like have those things, whether it's like, you know, what, or you're owning property or some sort of roots that could obviously connect you to what quote unquote real life is supposed right. to be. So it's like, I think that's interesting that it's like, obviously you, you saw everything that's happening and like, you know, you, you want, you want to feel connected. Cause like you said, you never were like, I like, I can't wait to write musician on my customs form. Right. Like, right. because that was never like the plan, you know, the overall grand scheme that it's like, you know, having, having a job at a bar while it may sound unfulfilling to people who are just like, dude, I just want to play fucking music yeah, the rest yeah, of my yeah. life. Like I remember one it, of the, more, not to interrupt, but like, I just remember one of the most interesting stories I always heard was like, you know, like Mastodon. It's like those dudes for the, whatever, the first two records in between tours, like I think I can't remember what member, but he would just go home and work at a bagel shop. Yeah. Like his, the bagel shop he worked at ever since he was like 17. And right. it's like, he did that because either maybe, I mean, because maybe money was tight, like you were saying, and also to feel like, Oh, like I'm returning back to this. Yeah. That's exactly. And it's not even like I've, I made more money last year than I've ever made. Yeah. And I like, that's not the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, more so that like, what is my purpose when I'm at home? What is yeah. my, and I, you know, you can only have so many going away parties and welcome home parties. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one thing to like, kind of come home and be like, Oh, Hey guys, I'm home. Like be my friend. Like, let's hang out. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I think that I'm like fortunate to have like some very great friends and I have like right. really important pe- people in my life that I see on a daily basis when I'm home. Yeah. But I have so many friends that like, don't know when I'm home and gone and they lose track and yeah. I kind of have to like, I'll be like, Oh, I'm home. Like, let's hang out. They'll be like, Oh, well I got this and this and this and this and this. Right. Let's try and fit this. And I just hate to be that guy. That's like always nagging on my friends to hang out. Yeah. So that was, yeah, no, no one that's, it's a huge line because there are, there are certain times where it's like that happens. And then you're just, people are so annoyed by you being like, like, dude, I'll fucking call you. Yeah, I can right, hang out. Right. And then you're just like, all right, whatever. And it just, yeah, it, yeah. it causes that weird rift between sure. one another. Sure. And, and again, yeah, again, uh, another thing that I th- thought about was like, what, you know, what would I ever want to do mm. if this was going to stop? And like something we talked about big on the last podcast I was on was, you know, I'd started uh, getting into beer yeah. and, um, that kind of being a, a connoisseur was like something that I was like really excited in. And like, right. I, you know, use my, uh, you know, interest in like record collecting to kind of collect beer and stuff right, like that. Right. And I think that's something that, I mean, I've always like loved vegan food and right. um, I thought I was like, well, maybe I want to like open my own like bar or restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, you know, I've been to like so many bars, so many restaurants, I've seen so much in the world, like that it should be easy to just like, you know, right. bring collect that, an experience right, and right. bring that and, and, you know, put the best thing into a place that I feel like, you know, needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, wait, I don't know the first thing about working on a bar, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know the idea behind it, but I don't know how to, ex- yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, so I started working at uh, this place in Toronto called Sneaky D's. Oh, it's nice. A, it's a pretty, like, uh, it, you know, it's a Toronto institution. It's been open for 25 years. Yep. Uh, they do shows there. Um, it's like the place that everyone goes to get nachos after, after yeah. shows, you know? Um, it's an amazing place. And, 
you know, the staff there are my friends, the owners are my friends. Um, it's, it's a very flexible place for me to be like, Oh, Hey, I need, you know, this weekend off. Cause I'm, you know, going to a wedding in LA or yeah, I, yeah. Need, I need, uh, this two weeks off because we're going to Southeast Asia to play a tour. Right. Um, it's also a place too, where like, um, pe- like people that work there, a lot of them are, are artists and musicians and are doing things and they're working, um, you know, that this serving job or bartending job is, is their like, you know, main source of income. Right. And they're kind of saying to me like, oh, wait a minute, like you're in a band and you're, you like, you make money like living. Right. And this is not your like number one source of income. And I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, I, I guess I like, you know, I've been making money playing music for 10 years now or whatever. And right. I don't like, I want to be here because I want, I want to learn what you know what it takes to run a place and right. how that will influence my life as an adult sure. as opposed to just being that kid that like yeah. went on tour and you know grew up right right and then, yeah then you're left with like you're, you're left like we were talking about earlier where it's like you're left without a quote-unquote identity where it's just like i am known as this person and then like once that once that entity stops existing where i mean same same thing can be said for a person with a job you know and it's like or an actor or an actress yeah. where it's like you, know, you, you see so many failed child actors and actresses yeah, yeah. and it's like, cause they can never transition out of that because right. they don't know how, you know, it's either whatever, there's millions of circumstances that can prevent that. But once this entity stops to exist, what will I, what will I be comfortable to stand on and be known as? And yeah, like, yeah. And, and to be known as like, even just like I'm a small microcosm, not to the fact that like, Oh, once this band ends that I need to start another band because that's like, that's all I know. Yeah. Or I need to be a tech or I need to like, you know, right. Do like something to stay, uh, stay involved in the touring world. Totally. Right? Totally. And that's what, like, I, I mean, it, I think anybody that obviously does it for a prolonged period of time feels like they, um, they have to do that in order to, you know, be relevant or whatever. And it's like, you, uh, I look at my life and I look at like, I mean, it, t- it takes work to to be involved mm-hmm. like the older you get the harder it is to yeah. you know pipe pipe yourself into essentially youth culture right and because i care about it in the same way that i know that you care about it like we work for that and like that's like you know whereas other people as they grow old and like you you, you know you see people give up on the whatever they're passionate about because that is so much work mm-hmm. like it's yeah. almost more it's almost more work to be involved than it is to well i know that <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more work to be involved than it is to just be like just cut off and disconnect and you know go about your normal life right and so it's 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 funny that you're on the flip side of that where you're just like yeah i'm working here because i want to be in, involved in this area and right. like there's other people who are just like i would kill to be where you're at yeah right but it, it, that's exactly it and it's and that and that too only makes me more appreciative yeah. of what I've the it gives the you perspective opportunity. exactly that's yeah. exactly what it is and that's that was my whole point in in doing it and um, while I think that um, all of this kind of kind of came about this summer yeah like this the like seven to ten months that we've been touring leading up to all this has been like some of the the best most like I've been the most appreciative of the things we've got to do. You know, we've, we've played in like 30 countries this year yeah. and that like, I, I couldn't be more excited to like, be like, Oh yeah, I went to Russia and like right. we went and there was like, like hundreds of kids at the show. Yeah. And like we went and saw like the Kremlin, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, you're, you're it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, uh, whatever that saying that like youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Where it's like, 
yeah, like, I mean, I think people that, I mean, I think people that obviously have a perspective in regards to like, you know, being a band, being in a band isn't my end game. Mm-hmm. And like, you are able to experience these things and like be able to, you know, extract some enjoyment out of it. But it's like, if I were to be like, all right, Ray, if you could take your 30 year old mentality and put it towards your 20 year old self, yeah, like you said, you'd right. be able to be like, soak it in a little bit more. Right, right. And, I totally. mean, whether or not that like that enjoyment would be heightened or not, whatever. Right. I mean, that's hypothetical, but that's funny that you're like and able to like enjoy that more. The main thing too, I think, is that um, I don't think that like owning a bar or restaurant is my end game either. Right. And I don't think that that's like a plan B or a, yeah. like I, it's, it's, it's just some sort of uh, vehicle for me to grow up a little more, you know? Yeah. Is that making these realizations and taking these steps gains me that perspective. Like, I don't, I don't see the end of our band. Right. Um, like, I'm, I'm, like, really excited for our new record and for right. our, our, you know, tours where we have lined up and these kind of things, like, more so than ever because now I'm, like, cool, like... I don't, I don't have to like work till 4am at the bar, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to just like go back to, you know, Texas and like, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, yeah. Like you said, it's like, obviously like you lit up when I said perspective, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it all kind of yeah. joins up. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to hit on before we sort of wrap things up where it was like, I've always, I mean, I've always found this interesting uh, about, you know, you and the rest of the band in regards to kind of what we were talking about where it's like, yeah, we'd love to tour with these bands, but they don't like us. Like, and when I say don't yeah. like you, like, and not even like in a negative connotation, but just like two separate worlds. They yeah. don't understand where you're coming from. I, I think what the the thing is, that it's, it's it's like two separate worlds, but almost for them more than for us. Because sure. the way that it is for us is it's like, man, like, like we love these bands and like we go see these bands. Like, I like... I guess, like, anyone who knows me and, like, goes to shows in Toronto, like, right. if there's, like, 100 people at the show in Toronto, like, I'm going to be there. Right, you right. You know, like, <laughs> and whether that's a new band or an old band or whatever. Yeah. Like, so there's all these bands that it's like, man, like, I really feel like this band is, like, doing what Silverstein started to do 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, like, we talked, we were talking about La Dispute earlier, and it's yep. just, like, like, that's, like, that like super emotional, super dynamic, like yep. uh, heavy and soft, like that. That's yeah. like what our band started as, and like I don't know, I don't really. It's hard harder for me to see the difference of where they are and where we went or whatever. Right. But that's definitely the place that we both came from, and right. I see that, and they don't see that. Yeah. And and I think that that's like that's exactly what it is. Is that we're somehow a part of something that they aren't, aren't a part of that they And it's, I'm, I just use them as an example. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. Uh, we're a part of something that they're not a part of and they don't want to be a part of. Right. And not that I'm not grateful for what I'm a part of, because that's the thing too, is I don't want to be this like old jaded dude. That's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Oh, I hate the bands we tour with. And like, I only want to like, yeah. I'd love to tour band. with like hot like, music 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. Right. Right. But you right. know what I mean? We toured with hot water music and no one came to the show. Right. You know? <laughs> totally totally yeah. um so yeah it's 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 definitely like uh and and like i mean i i referenced i'll keep them nameless now but like some bands that we've played shows with and that we've toured with and like like they are like sweet people they're really right. like they're, i have you know good times hanging out with these people but it's almost like man we just come from 
not the same place like mm-hmm. and how like how are we here together now uh right playing music and like how does our music fit with this and like but that doesn't mean that i'm like not appreciative of being there and like right. that i'm or not, that you're like, making the most of it and like right. having a great time with these guys you know what i mean yeah like, you're, you're not just... see that it, it i i really like that you said that because you're yeah. not separating yourself from the experience like you're right. not looking at these bands uh, you know, judging them, writing them off, and being like, whatever. Like, they're, they'll exist in their own kitty world. They'll be done. Whatever. All the jaded thoughts of yeah, like, oh, yeah. they're, they'll be fucking done in two years. Whatever. Like, yeah. all those all those barriers that you can put up, you're you're able to just kind of, you know, whatever. Look at them as you're walking by and be like, okay, yeah, I can think that. I can think that. But I'm not going to let that inhibit my experience. Because, yeah. like, they, they are, like you said, they're sweet people. They mm-hmm. have – and. Most importantly, I think they can look at a person like you or your experience and be able to see like, oh, like maybe they'll have a better understanding of where right. you came from or like what a band that existed before them. Like you'll give them that context sure. of history. Sure. You know? And that's like that's yeah, that's really important that, you know, sort of lead by example where it's like, oh, yeah, well, like this is how we are. This is right. what we've done. This is how we exist as a band, because I think. I think most bands want want to exist for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, and the fact that you guys have been able to do that, you know, whether or not they know they look up to you, they probably are like, oh, that's a, that's an interesting mo- like that's right. an interesting way they've been able to sort of get to that goal mm-hmm. or whatever. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's funny. So <laughs> just the just the idea of like, and I think every band gets to that point where they want to be part of a different scene or or right. you know, just tour with different bands, but it's just like. Oh well, we're not on the radar, or like we're yeah, or that just yeah. doesn't doesn't happen. Um, and sort of to yeah to wrap things up in a little somewhat nice and neat bow. Um, the you know evolution as a person and an individual, and like we were saying, all these things that get either applied to by yourself or applied to you just based on like what it is that you do, and then now that you're moving you know, you're moving forward kind of with a, you know, better perspective and, you know, not so much like, like you said, a sort of, oh shit moment where it's like, yeah, you feel like you have some sort of semblance of like an idea of how your life will exist, you know, without one or two things, because that's will always happen in life. Right. Um, and so the, the sort of, you know, the gratefulness that you have now, like, is it one of those things where, um, you're going to be able to apply that directly to, you know, the band or whatever it is that you do besides that because you have that perspective. That's that's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah. I think. Um like exactly. And and this kind of like shit hitting the fan, like oh shit moment, like is is so much like deeper than we could even like scratch the surface on. Right. And right, there's right. like so much like I feel like we've probably been talking for over an hour and I feel like we could talk for six. <laughs> totally. You know totally. I mean? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we talked about like all that family stuff. Like I like yeah. I, ju- I like just started hanging out with my dad for like the first time in like ten years. Really? And like that's a whole nother thing that's like man, like I've I've probably just like treated this in my mind as some sort of roadblock or some sort of problem or some reason that we're, we're we don't have a relationship. And then like when he almost dies and I'm like, man, like I, I really like should probably hang out with my dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, well, you need, you need those moments. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then to kind of be like, man, like I'm not a kid anymore. And I like, don't, I really have no beef. I have no like reason to like avoid this. Right. Like, and then now like, I'm like actually really getting along with my dad and, yeah. and like, he's, he's like really, really stoked. Like he, 
he's like really into like going to like NASCAR races in the states. He's uh-huh. got like a RV. So okay. he's like, man, we gotta go like RV, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's take things. <laughs> but then, I'm, but then I'm thinking too. I'm like, oh, it'd be so awesome to like go and go to a, like a, a NASCAR race with my dad, and then be able to like take him to some restaurant that I know from that part of the world. Like right. you know. To be able to say, okay, this is something you like. Well, here's something that I like. Right. And be able to make a here's trip a sh- out of that. Yeah, here's a shared yeah. experience. But then, again, you said, too, like, we're talking about this perspective thing. And, like, there's there's kind of a level that he's trying to kind of be like, oh, well, like, here's, here's like, what went wrong and why. Like, uh-huh. and trying to explain, you know, the, the ways that he wasn't involved in my life and give me reasoning for that. And it's almost just like, you know what, man? Like, we're cool. We're past like, that. We're, right. Yeah, that's that's, like, you know, water under the bridge. And I don't want to sit here and, and like hash out why you weren't around when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. want you to be around now and I want to be your friend and I want to relate to you and right. I want it. And if anything, I want to use that as perspective as to how to not make the same mistake in my life mm-hmm. to like realize that like as, as a family, like, like I'm a product of you mm-hmm. and I know that I do things because that that's, I get that from you. Right. And I want to know how to avoid that or how to embrace that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And just like the, the, we've like hung out like two or three times and talked on the phone a bunch and it's just like, there's things that I'm just like so floored that I'm like, man, that's like, that's totally like, that's, you know, my dad and that's my heritage. And like, I'm, I'm, uh, like William the third. Like, right. Like yeah, you, yeah you know? exactly. Uh, so there's just so many things like that that are now like uh, getting over that like kind of childish mentality of like oh he wasn't around and I I don't really have time for that right. drama now has just been a growth for me as an adult to be like you know what like I can like get past that and I can uh, work on you know having some sort of a positive relationship right and like so, and very much living in the moment and not letting right. not letting previous baggage like hold you exactly exactly and a lot of it was like i was so young and it was like my my you know stuff that had to do with my mom or stuff that had to do with my brother and sister Mm -hmm. and them just kind of me getting the backlash of that and me being like you know what i'm like on tour i'm too busy for this i don't have time i don't have the the headspace or the energy to to worry about this so i'm just gonna not right but then to now be like man it's been that long like shit maybe i should give him a call you know (laughs) right 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 yeah and again like how that how that uh puts a perspective and like makes me see the bigger picture of like what I've been lucky to do with my life and the places I've been. And he's been like, you know, I'm so proud of you because I haven't even thought of going to half these places. Yeah. And like, you you know, you're like not even 30 years old and I'm 70 and like, you know, you've been all over the world. Right, right, right. So that's, that's been like another great thing that was kind of all in like an oh shit moment that's now panning off and like, you know, going really well. Yeah. So. Now that you like actually have a relationship and right. like, like you said, you're relating to him on like a human, human level as right. opposed to, you know, like the, the father and son archetype. Right. It's like, this needs to exist. You've wronged me. I will yeah. not speak to you. And it's like, yeah, it, human relationships are complicated. Sure. Like there's so many nuances between the way that we interact with one another that it's so difficult to be able to quantify and measure them. Right. Like, they will never, the, that'll never be able to be, uh, exist. Like that, we will, you know, just because you felt that pull to be like, okay, like you almost died. I need, you You should be in my life. Like I, I you yeah. feel that in your soul. And even like, if, I think at first it was like, not even like you should be in my life. It's uh-huh. like, there should, like, I should be able to call you. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. Talk to you. And like, whether or not we hang out once a week or once a year, 
Um, and whether, like, whether that means I want to, like, come to Christmas dinner. Right. Like, I want to, I want to call you right now. So I'm going to pick up the phone and do that. Yeah. You know? And I, and I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and yeah, there's, that is such a good feeling. Cause that's like my father and my father passing, you know, a few years ago, it's like, if there's one thing that I can point to that I miss the most, it's that. Yeah. It's the, it's the fact that you can pick up and call and it's like, you know, when, whenever those cool things happen or you right. want advice or whatever, it's like, that's. That when you see people that don't have those relationships, whether it be with your family or whether it be with like a friend that you can do that, I feel sad. I'm like, man, that sucks. Like, I wish you had something. Right. And I mean, I've had like, I've had people in my life, my mom, my stepdad, like my like grandparents have always been there to, to, you know, raise me and to be there for me. And, uh, I've taken so much from their influence that like, now and for that for so long it was like oh i don't need i don't need that and that's too much drama and i don't want i don't have to worry but now it's yeah. like like there's it's just there's no reason to not have that right right yeah. right right totally yeah. totally like this, this and is for me to make up this this like you know figment in my mind of this like person that i that i am like that i should know more about that i don't you know mm-hmm. yeah sure and yeah because yeah, i definitely think that's a very inherent teenage experience where mm-hmm. you're just like like I'm a self-made person. Like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing, and it's just like, well, no, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. All this other shits come before you. You need to yeah. pay attention to the fact that, like, you know, your your parents had a very large influence on like who you sure, are, yeah. and you need to recognize that. Right. But you're not able to recognize that until you like actually like, oh, I've I've seen something more than just you know like whatever is directly right in front of me at this moment. Right. <laughs> Well, like you said, we could probably go on for yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely seven hours, but thank you for wanting to do this. Yes. I appreciate it. And I hope you liked it. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. I love that conversation. Billy's such a good dude. And uh, yeah, was very open and honest. And I love that. Anyways, visit propertyzack.com. And uh, I hope everybody has a spectacular week. And uh, come back next week for another exciting interview. And uh, I have so many shows that I can't wait to show you guys. A bunch of stuff coming up. So have a safe week. Like I said, enjoy. Go out in the world. Go out in the sun. Do all those things that you wanted to do. I don't know why I'm trying to get right. But see you next week. <laughs>